welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents, our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how personality types can cause disconnection in couple relationships, and specifically, we're going to look at introversion and extroversion in relationship to sex. So I think what I would like to... Sex. <laughs> Thank you. I want to say it one more time. <laughs> no. Um, how I would like to clarify what you just said already is... <laughs> <laughs> um, we're starting off well. I don't think we're talking about how personality types cause disconnection. I think what we're talking about is how the misunderstanding of personality oh, types. Oh, that's a good clarification. Can yes. cause disconnection or And specifically the the personality types of introversion and extroversion. That is what we're going to focus yeah. on. It does seem to be a fairly common um coupling dynamic we see. Um mm-hmm. but they I mean couples have all sorts of I mean, they're definitely introverts and introverts and extroverts and extroverts. So we we do see that. But yeah. But what I'm talking about still, though, is not just the misunderstanding of personality types, but taking personality types personally. I think that misunderstanding as I think what we're hopefully going to spend the majority of our yes, time on. Yes. Yes. And so kind of how we came to this is I was just um, looking at actually it popped up on my LinkedIn. I was kind of doing some stuff on LinkedIn and this TED talk by a psychologist by the name of Brian Little um, kind of popped up on my feed. And uh, he was talking about personality types. And, and one of the areas that he was talking about was in relationship to sex. And I was like, oh, that is really applicable to our community. And so it kind of sparked my um my mind, I said, Hey, we should, we should maybe do a podcast on this. And so the, again, the psychologist is Brian little. He did this Ted talk like in 2016. So it's not new, uh, but it was new to me and kind of talked about um, some of the research that's been done just on frequency of sex in the categories of male, female, um, introvert, extrovert. Right. Uh, is kind of how it was broken down. So for example, um, introverted men uh, tended to have sex three times a month. Like 3.0. 3. Three point, times. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, extroverted men tended to have sex 5.5 times um, a month. Uh, introverted women, uh, 3.1 times per month. And then extroverted women, 7.5 times per month. So- he called them heroes. He called them heroic. He yes. did call them heroic. That's true. Uh, but it, you should you should maybe check out the TED Talk. It's just an interesting TED Talk. But um, we'll put a link to it on our Instagram page I, if I can try to figure out how to do that. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. It was, and he's clever. He's really funny. Um, it was very engaging. I don't know, fifteen or so minutes. Right. And so, and, and all that highlighted is there's a, there's a difference in how these different kinds of individuals even approach something like sex. And so. Um, one of the ways that it could, um, how, how does that kind of shake out for parenting partners, couple relationships? Um, so we kind of want to apply some of his ideas to a case example, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So, um, so this is how we have seen it apply oftentimes uh, between couples, um, and I'll, I'll present the case. So uh, Taylor and Denise, they're, they're a parenting couple, and they have a lot of the typical stresses and joys that any parenting couple has. And one of the things that helps 
Denise feel connected to Taylor during stressful times is sex. Sex helps her feel close physically and emotionally, and it's a way of being with Taylor that allows her to know they're still on a team and they want to be together. Taylor likes to have sex, but he often needs to feel like he has had some personal space and time to decompress before he feels comfortable and ready to have sex. So Denise being the more extroverted, Taylor being the more introverted. Um, and so what, how this kind of shakes out for them is that many times what this can look like when things are stressful is that Denise wants to have sex more than Taylor. And this frequently gets the couple into conversations where Denise does not feel wanted and feels like she is too much. And Taylor feels insufficient and like he's being used by Denise. I, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, sound familiar to anyone out there? So two things I love at the end when you said um, this frequently gets the couple into conversations. I think that's being generous. I think that this is one of the moments primary. of conflict. Potentially feeling conflict. disconnected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, real hurt feelings, real um, in their own corners. I mean, yeah. when, when we finally, when loneliness we, feeling like, Oh, we just don't fit. Like just a lot of, a lot of um, bad sort of scripts start playing, I think, in both partners' minds. Absolutely. In in that. It's um, a real hurtful place because mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the primary reasons is it's vulnerable. Oh, man. It's maybe one of the most vulnerable places because what we're talking about is, you, you said it, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but Denise doesn't feel wanted. Yeah. And Taylor feels insufficient. And used. Which, yes. which can feel violent. I mean, you know, it, it just some really, really deep core places. I, we have this conversation with couples, not infrequently. I mean, not exactly the same, but some version and getting when we can finally get the couple to and or ourselves, but get to yeah. that place where they can say what it really feels like when you don't want to have sex with me or when I feel like you've just shut me down time after right, time, right. day after day, I I feel like you don't want me. I don't feel wanted. Getting to that place is where something starts to finally happen. But getting to that place, man, we have a lot of protective walls to try to keep that comment quiet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then on the other side, you know, for Taylor to feel like insufficient, inadequate, uh, especially, you know, like, you know, there's all those cultural scripts about sex and adequacy and all, all these kinds of things that can can get wrapped up into that, that you know, probably aren't the healthiest, but, but they're still, still there, but then also well, that they're definitely not the healthiest. They're, they're not, I mean, yeah. Let's, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> as an aside, that was part of Dr. Little's, um, talk on the Ted talk when he talked about how introverts tend to use probably not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that just shows your introversion and I'm like, Direct. No, right. they're Extra, not. It's extroverts not. are very direct. Yes, it yes. Can be. Yes. Yeah, is, yeah. I, I tend to be more introverted. Aaron you tends to tend. be more extroverted. Um but but just in that, you know, so feeling insufficient, but then also feeling used that you know that that's not a good feeling. You know, no one is in a good place in this. And so I, I think the kind of so we oftentimes break this down like how do relations work relationships work? Why, why do they not? And then how do you fix what's broken? I think the the part about how relationships work and how introversion and extroversion um, 
are related is really, I, I think at the core, it's about how people connect. And for when it comes to introversion and extroversion, it's just about levels of stimulation that people can tolerate. Extroverts generally need more stimulation in life, whether it's activities, social interactions, um, music, noise, whatever it might be. They need that stimulation because it helps them feel connected to themselves and to other people. They, They feel like they can really like find themselves in the midst of that. Introverted individuals oftentimes try to turn the stimulation down so that they can feel like they have space to connect. And it's oftentimes usually to connect with themselves so that then they can go out and connect with other people. Extroverts kind of try to connect with other people, which helps them connect with themselves. And it, and it's But at the end, at the, at the center of it all is two people trying to connect. And they do that differently in terms of what kind of stimulation um, they they need for that to happen. Absolutely. It, it makes me think of pace. Um, yeah. Something we talk a lot about with our couples is pace. But just because you have different paces doesn't mean you have a different objective. Right. Yeah. So I think what you're talking about. I like about- that. Say that again. Just because you have a different pace doesn't mean you have a different objective. Yes. So it's deep. <laughs> I think I think for us, or I mean, we could just as easily use Denise and Taylor, but I have felt before that you don't want to connect with me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, on paper, I and this I think is true, on paper, I look more relational than you. Yeah. Like if and, we were to describe, and I and I can feel that, and I can say, you aren't as relational as me. And then what it, want, what it feels like is I that that other part for the introvert for Taylor, you know, if, if I were to use myself, it feels like you won't give like you won't give me the space to connect. You're trying to take up all of my all of my space. Like your your like personality or what you need becomes more important than what I need. And in that if, if you hear that, you're both hearing negative messages that Really aren't true. That really aren't true. What you're both wanting is to connect. You're trying to get there a different way. Right. Um, and, and I think that that is the part, what you just described, of feeling used. Like yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. You don't want to connect with me. You want to use me so you feel connected. Right. Because if you right. wanted to connect with me, you'd allow me the space to feel like I could connect right. with you. Yeah. And I think that has been a message I have had to hear over and over to understand as truth. Right. Um, is you do want to connect with me. Well, and I remember we had this, um, we had this moment. It's uh, where we were, I, I don't know if we were talking about sex per se, but maybe we we're just talking about our relationship in general. But there was this thing in my introverted mind that clicked for me where I was like, Aaron's desire to connect is not her trying to control me. But in my, in my like kind of, thought process, that's how it felt. Like she's moving towards me wanting, like whether it's like sex or wanting to like go on a walk, I mean, whatever it is, just she's moving towards me and I'm like, I'm feeling controlled. And and I don't know what it was that was said, but it was this, the desire, yeah, the desire to connect is not control. And that's something that I have had to hear like over and over and over again. But the thing that makes it challenging is our, our those personality types, those introversion, extroversion. You just, you hear messages differently and then you couple that with your own personal stories that influence it. And, and what begins to happen, like 
the why relationships get kind of mixed up is the well, the, dif- the why they don't, the why they don't work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the differences, uh, can begin to feel like character flaws. Um, they can hurt feelings. Um, they can make partners feel incompatible, um, or they can be elevated to, to like morality. Like that's right. That's wrong. Um, and then like when you're really hurt, they can even become areas where you like mock and belittle each other. You make fun of each other for being so extroverted or so introverted, whatever it might be. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, then you're in a, you're definitely in a place you don't want to be. So I think the why they don't, everything you just said, yes, to the character flaws and the heart feelings and the, that feeling of we're too different or we're too incompatible, um, all of those, I, I think. And, and I think how you brought that up is it is personality. But I think mm-hmm. where that falls a little short for me is how, I'm back to where I started in the beginning. I don't think it's the personality. Sure. I think it's, and you said it, it's the script that that personality invites us to start running in our head. That right. ultimately says the reason that our personalities can feel incompatible at times is not because you're introverted and I'm more extroverted. It's because I say, so you don't want me. Right. It's right. because you say, you just want to use me. Well, That's what makes us not work, not well, and I, having I, a different pace. I think the scripts also come from just your, your experiences. So let's say in my experience growing up as a kid, I had caregivers who were m- very intrusive. Um, they were kind of in my personal space, not a lot of boundaries. And so then what happened, so I have an introverted personality, right? But then I also have a lived experience where I feel like I'm being crowded. And so you, you couple those things together absolutely, and, and those scripts begin, begin to happen. So when people that I'm close to, people that I'm close to are going to want to try and control me and get into my space um, to connect, you know, quote unquote, connect or because they need something and that's not going to feel good. And so it, it it is not just personality, it's personality plus your story exactly. and understanding how those interact and how it causes you to interpret one another. Yes. And misinterpret. Oh, yeah. Another. Yeah. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a complete misinterpretation. Often. I mean, sometimes it's not. But yeah, it, it, those are the hurt places. Yeah. Because again, remember, fundamentally, we want to connect. You know, as human both, beings and both as we, partners. Anyone yeah. in this, anyone in a relationship, everyone yeah. that it is how we are wired is for connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is what we both, everyone by we both, any couple relationship, connection is the goal. Right. Um, so, so this, so all of this kind of perception in the stories can, can really come out. I mean, I think in a lot of areas of life, but particularly I think for couples in the area of sex and the area of intimacy, the area of like being connected specifically after parenting, because I think what there's, well, there's so many reasons why it's particularly stressful. Your, your sexual relationship is impacted anyway by parenting, like just physiologically. That's exactly what I mean. You know, Mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, women and, and even for men and, you know, and so that in and of itself is different, but then there's also your, your personality, like how how you like the stimulation that is necessary to connect. And then also your story and they get confused. Right. So I think, um, I'm throwing in another resource here, but I, and I forget her last name, but it's her Emily. I can't remember. I can, I can cite that on our Instagram page also. Um, but the, her book is come as you are. And one of the things she talks a lot about is not just knowing your 
things that arouse you and turn you on, but knowing your breaks. And mm-hmm. parents have a lot of breaks. There are a lot of things. So what I mean by that, or what she means by that, is the things that um, make your desire for sex shut off. Yeah, kind of shut it, shut mm-hmm. things down. And all day long, parents are invited to break moments. To like, no matter how I may have started this day, by the end of it, I'm tired. The dishes aren't done. Sure, I don't feel like you helped with whatever. Mm-hmm. There's still laundry to fold. Uh, bedtime didn't go smoothly. There's toothpaste on the sink. There, you know, there's just a lot of things that are like, this does not feel worth it but anymore. There, there's also personality breaks in that. So for example, like an introverted person, if they've been all day at work, um, had a bunch of uh, social interaction, like a break for them is they're not going to be ready to Come home jump and jump in, in. And, and, and have sex. And I think for an ext- extroverted person, the break would be they've been on. We've had to do a thousand things today. It's just I have been needed for X, Y, and Z all day long. And now all I want is to feel wanted. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's I, I feel like we just described Taylor and Denise, right? So Taylor walks in the door. Denise comes home 15 minutes later. And she's like, all I want is to feel like you want me in this, right? And we're, we can do the rest of this stressful night together, right? right? right and Taylor's right. like, all I want. Mm, <laughs> I just need some, can I sit down on the couch for a minute? <laughs> right. And it's those cues that yeah. then trigger those scripts. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, then the question is, so what, what can you do about all broken. of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, what, what I would love to explain is like, this is really normal, and, and having these challenges um, in, in a relationship uh, um, doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It, it just means it just means that you're a, a normal, you know, a normal couple experiencing um, sort of the ups and downs of parenting life and, and being related. Um, and that connection is what you want. And so I think that that's the first thing. Well, um, I think just to add on to the part of it being normal is it, it, when it doesn't feel normal is when we try not to talk about it. We try not to feel it. We put up all those barriers to block those vulnerable places, to keep them safe, to not have to say, but then it makes me not feel wanted. That We don't want to say that. Sure. We, we try really hard not to say that. And that's the part that keeps us really lonely. Like I could never yeah. say that. Yeah. And so the remembering that you want to be connected means you to say exactly. that this is to about speak. connection, not mm-hmm. about... I want to connect more than you. You don't want to connect with me. You don't want to connect with me. You want to use me. Right. I'm actually trying to like get myself ready to connect with you, but it's not good enough or fast enough or right enough or. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, So yes, the goal is connection. This is normal. You both want to connect. How can we do this in a way that's respectful to us both? And and so you have to be vulnerable enough to say that that's what you're wanting here. You have to be vulnerable enough to even acknowledge it to yourself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All of of those. And and then I, I do think the second part of it is understanding um, how personality types and, and how they shape how you view the world. And um, so part of that is like, do some research, figure it out, read about it. There's some great books out there. We just mentioned the TED Talk by Brian Little. We have a course that we um, where we go through like kind of this an entire um, module on personality. Yeah, an entire module on personality, but also linking your stories to uh, personality and how that shapes personality attachment. I mean, there's all kinds of things um, that that come into this, but like, do some work to figure it out and not just point fingers at each other. Um, and self, I think one of my favorite parts of getting to our personality module with the couples we work with is 
is how it takes these things that have felt personal for a really long time and Mm -hmm. says like, oh, that's not about me at all. It's just who you are. I love that moment. But I also love the um, the shame that gets released from themselves. Like, right. oh, like this is part of who I am, not some yeah. character flaw I have. I don't want too much or I don't. Um, right. You don't need to tone it down or you don't uh, need mm-hmm. to be, you don't need to like um, step it up, you know, and, and become more extroverted, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. We're not, we're not looking and this is this is unrelated, but like we don't want our partner to change. And that's what I think a lot of people come to. Like if if you're not going to change, if I'm not going to change, can we be compatible? What we're looking to do is heal. It's not it's yeah. not about change because we. Well, I, I think it's about how to integrate your your two stories and your your two beings like like. That's what change that is. That is right. Ch- change isn't about making someone just like you. Um, that's homogeny and that sameness and that's really boring. And you know, that actually doesn't, um, result in connection uh, in connection necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, may, it might make things easier, but, but what you're, what, what change is, is bringing both of your stories, lives, ways of being together and creating a system that works and that thrives and where you can value one another. Feels for, mutually yeah, respectful. Who you are. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that this is so, so that it's like recognize you want to connect, understand what personality means. And I, then I think this is the, the next step is realize you both have to compromise. That's what changes. You both have to say, you know what? Because I care about you, because I love you, you know, for me, like I'm not going to take your bids to connect as control control. Like that's something I've got to, I've got to like work on. I have to compromise there I, within myself. I love that. That's the example used for compromise because I think that compromise is one of the most defeated words Yeah, because it feels, yeah. because what I think people hear or could hear, but I love the example you used and I, I can say more about that in a second. But I think what people hear is I have to want less. And that sure. is not at all. Or diminish all. myself or like not say certain things yes. or, mm-hmm. you know, just Ask for less, need less, be, be walked all over, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. That's not actually, that's not having boundaries. <laughs> yes. That's, that's not. not the compromise we're talking about. The compromise we're talking about is understanding your own story, understanding your partners and understanding the impact. So you can say, oh, maybe he's not saying me or Denise. Maybe Taylor's not saying, Denise, that he doesn't want you. Maybe Taylor really is saying, I want you so much that I need to be present and I can't do that right now. I need 10 minutes to go wash the dishes. I can do right. something productive. We've had. But but I but I also think it I, it, it means that. So so it's understanding in that ways, but but I think it's also understanding for for De, you mean you know, Denise and Taylor compromise mm-hmm. is Taylor realizing Denise is coming to me making a bid for connection through sex. And you know what? Even if I, even if I don't quote unquote feel ready or, or like I can respond to that and meet that need. And I'll do that understanding what that means to her and for her. Like it's compromised there too, because Denise might have to compromise in another way. Like, Oh, okay. Like, I'll give you, you know, great. Like, no problem. Like, uh, you know, take, take some time and then could we, you know, could we, you know, reconnect later? Like that, I think that would be a compromise for her in that way. And so, so I think it can look a lot of different ways, but it's all about recognizing who your partner is, who you are, and then being willing to change. 
to right to meet each other to both move towards center um and and you can't do that if you don't know what extremes you're pushing each other to yeah yeah and th- and then you know i mean there's again you know i part, part of this too is, is sort of there's a negotiating of terms and and in the sense of like ultimately compromise one partner might have to for example, Taylor, you know, if he, if Denise comes for that bid for connection and he might have to say, okay, I'll compromise. Like, I like, I won't go take the 10 minutes I'll you know, I'll jump right in and you know, it'll be great. And you know, we'll, we'll work, work it out. Or maybe this time Denise, you know, um, she says, okay, you know, I'll give you some time, whatever. Like there is a taking of turns, I I think in the, in this whole process as well. I think that gets sticky and and we don't need to talk about that because I think what you're saying is negotiate and understand. So we're, we are definitely saying to be flexible and adaptable, adaptable. you know, but when, when someone feels like their answer to sex is no, their answer of course always gets to be no, that is not what you are saying. Which right. is kind yeah, of what yeah, I heard. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, Taylor yeah. has to say yes, even if he wants to say no. no. Yeah. And I I'm don't... not talking about like violate, like non, n- not consenting and not like, like this, th- we're talking about like, this is consensual. This is, you both understand one another. You you are mutually agreed in what you're doing. I think and what, all of I think the things. compromise for Taylor is saying, I want to say no, because this feels controlling and like, she doesn't understand Right. What she's asking of me, I might feel right. compelled to feel used, but my compromise can be uh, having that, some flexibility of thought. That is, and and sometimes know? it's just saying that out loud. Like, I am having a harder time than normal right now, feeling like you're not trying to control me. But I just needed to say that because I know that's not you. I know that that is my own story yeah. that has yeah, nothing yeah, to yeah. do with you. I'm. I just think it's worth stating. Sure. That, no. That that's a very important. Yes. Uh, you know, you know uh, point to to state. For so sure. th- what we are talking about is coming to some sort of agreement that works for you both yeah your couple relationship no one having to to say yes when they want to say no or say no when they want to say yes that's not it Um, yeah no but having these conversations where you do understand that you both are wanting to connect but yeah but i think it's it's being willing to be like oh you want to connect and i love you and i want to connect with you too you're wanting to connect in a way that's different than than how i might come about come to it right now that's okay. I accept that. I accept you. Well, right now I can, and, or maybe right now right. I can't, but I can at least validate right. that. And I want to connect with you in that way. And it's it's doing it, it it's doing that mutually with with one another. Correct. Um and 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 again, I think that what what that does is that takes the conversation out of this personal place, this this place of you are this way and the way you are is purposefully, you know, hurting me or you're doing this against me to really realizing like, Hey, part of what makes us great is we're different and we have different ways that we like to connect and want to connect. And because we love each other, because we're in a relationship with one another, we're going to try to understand that. Right. And then we're going to try and um, connect with one another in different ways and maybe ways that aren't comfortable but but acceptable you, you know right. because that's how we bring our uniqueness together in a way that um, manifests what our relationship is which is a loving partnership um, and so that's the 
I think that that's why this is important. It, it keeps at the core connection. Do you want to learn how your personality type and your partner's personality type shapes how you view the world? Our Create Your Couple Story course can help. You can find the course on our website, createyourcouplestory.com, and in our LinkedIn bio, at parents. Again, that's createyourcouplestory.com or at couplescounselingforparents. Today's show is produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.